Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 245. We're looking at Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 16. Let's read our passage. The next day, as they were traveling and nearing the city, Peter went up to pray on the roof about noon. He became hungry, wanted to eat, but while they were preparing something, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and an object that resembled a large sheet coming down, being lowered by its four corners to the earth. In it were all the four-footed animals and reptiles of the earth and birds of the sky. A voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. No, Lord, Peter said, for I have never eaten anything impure and richly unclean. Again a second time the voice said to him, What God has made clean do not call impure. This happened three times, and suddenly the object was taken up into heaven. Well, this is the section in the book of Acts concerning Cornelius. Cornelius the centurion, a God-fearer, that is, a Gentile who believed the God of the Jews and followed Judaism, but had not yet undergone all the things necessary to make an actual full conversion to Judaism, so he's still considered a Gentile. While praying, an angel appears to Cornelius in a vision and tells him, Send for Peter. There's a man named Peter who's staying down in Joppa at Simon the Tanner's house. Send some guys down and bring him back. Didn't explain anything else to Cornelius. And so Cornelius says, Okay. Chooses two servants and a soldier, all who are believers in Judaism, and sends them down to Joppa to get Peter. And that's where we pick it up in verse 9. The next day, as they were traveling and nearing the city, Peter went up to pray on the roof about noon. So Caesarea to Joppa is about 30 miles. So they may have set out right after they were given the instructions from Cornelius. It was about 3 in the afternoon when he had the vision. So it would have been fairly quickly after that. He sent these three men on their journey. It's about noon the next day, and they're getting close to Joppa. We're told Peter went up on the roof to to pray, and it was about noon. Well, noon is not a regular time of prayer. Not that he wouldn't be praying, but that's not one of the required times for Jews to pray, although some people would do that. Nor was it really a normal time for a meal. We we normally think that's lunchtime, but they normally ate a a meal mid-morning and then a bigger meal late in the afternoon. And that's... um, not what's going on here. So Peter, maybe he didn't have the the morning meal and he's getting hungry, but he goes up on the roof to pray. Those um, houses had flat roofs and that's a, a good place to go up and pray. Verse 10, he became hungry and wanted to eat, but while they were preparing something, he fell into a trance. So while it wasn't a normal time for a meal, he said that you feed me and so they were preparing something for him to eat. And he has this trance while he's up on the roof praying. Now, all that's going on here is to prepare Peter to go see Cornelius. Peter doesn't know anything about this yet. Cornelius has had the vision, and the angel said, go send for Peter. So Cornelius is ready. The three messengers that Cornelius has sent in, they know about the the vision. And so they're ready. Who's not ready right now is Peter himself. And the problem is with Peter. 
Cornelius would have no issue whatsoever about Peter, a Jew, coming into his home. However, Peter is going to have a big problem going into the home of a Gentile. He has been raised, has been imprinted in him from birth. You don't go into the home of a Gentile. You don't have a meal with a Gentile. You minimize interactions with Gentiles because they are unclean. And all that's going on now, the, God has been moving Peter closer and closer to Caesarea for this encounter with Cornelius. And so he's got him geographically there, but he doesn't have him ready because he has still got this Jewish feeling that you know, Gentiles is one thing for the Samaritans. Samaritans aren't really Gentiles. They're not really Jews either, but they're close enough. And the, the authentication from the Holy Spirit was enough to convince them that, that they were all right. But the Gentiles, that's a whole nother story. So verse 11, he saw heaven opened and an object that resembled a large sheet coming down, being lowered by its four corners to the earth. So this is the trance that he's having. He is having a vision now also. Cornelius has had the vision, and now Peter's having a vision. Verse 12, In it were all the four-footed animals and reptiles of the earth and birds of the sky. So essentially it's all the animals. All the animals you could think of. All the things that scurry around the earth and fly around the sky. And then verse 13, A voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Well, he is hungry, but he's not eating that stuff because in addition to the animals that it's okay to eat, there's a whole lot more animals that it is not okay to eat. So verse 14, No, Lord, Peter said, for I have never eaten anything impure and richly unclean. Again, a second time, the voice said to him, what God has made clean, do not call impure. This happened three times, and suddenly the object was taken up into heaven. Now, Peter doesn't realize the full implication of this, but he will uh, a little bit later on. But this is preparing Peter to go meet Cornelius and actually go into Cornelius's home and prepare him for the fact, the bigger issue, that Gentiles can be accepted by God. So you have all these unclean animals. There's clean animals there too, but the overwhelming picture, it would be like uh, had this before you and there were some things you would eat, but there was a whole bunch of things you wouldn't dare touch. You don't see the things you can't eat. All you can see is the mess of things that you wouldn't dare eat. This is very offensive to, to Peter. No, I, I can't eat that kind of stuff. And he objects vehemently, no, no, Lord, I've never eaten anything impure and richly unclean. Well, why is God moving this way with Peter? Why didn't an angel just appear and say, hey, Gentiles are okay. He's working at a heart level because this is a gut level revulsion that Peter has. You know, for us, it'd be like eating cockroaches. You know, some places in the world they they do eat them, but and I guess physically you actually can. But there's no way I'm putting one of those in my mouth. Just yuck! I, I couldn't do it. I would, 
I, I couldn't actually do that. It's just too revolting because it's just such a gut level opposition to this. And, and that's the reaction that Peter has is, no, no, I, my whole life I've been taught, no, 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 that's, that's bad. You can't do that. Yuck, no. And that's what God's dealing with with Peter is just this gut level reaction. And why the dietary law particularly? Well, they, that is tied actually to the separation from the Gentiles. If we go back to Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 20, where uh, God is talking about getting them ready to go into the land. Leviticus 20, start with verse 22. He said, uh, the Lord says, You are to keep all my statutes and all my ordinance and do them, so that the land where I am bringing you to live will not vomit you out. You must not follow the statutes of the nations I am driving out before you, for they did all these things, and I abhorred them. And I promised you, you will inherit their land, since I will give it to you to possess, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God who set you apart from the peoples. Notice that, set you apart from the peoples. Therefore, you are to, to distinguish the clean animal from the unclean one, and the unclean bird from the clean one. Do not become contaminated by any land animal, bird, or whatever crawls on the ground. I have set these apart as unclean for you. You are to be holy to me, because I, the Lord, am holy, and have set you apart from the nations to be mine. So here, this is linking that uh, this clean and unclean is such a big deal, and part of the whole rationale behind it, from God's perspective, is for them to remain separate from the people around them. Because we see throughout history the problem of they're mixing with the people around them as they start picking up all the bad practices of the people around them. And so God is drilling it into them. Clean and unclean is a big deal. And part of that is the dietary laws. You worry about clean and unclean because you are to be separate from the people around you. And that's what he's really getting at here with Peter is breaking down this, this cultural barrier that Peter lives behind that you cannot associate with the Gentiles. They are unclean in God's sight. So he's hitting the whole issue of clean and unclean. And part of what the, the voice says to him in verse 15, what God has made clean, do not call impure. So what he's saying here, all these animals appear and he's told, Go eat these things. And he says, no, no, I don't eat those things. Those are religiously impure. And God himself says, I am calling them pure. It's, uh, it's taken some uh, difficulty to get through to Peter. But we saw a hint of that in the gospel. In the, the gospel of Mark, in, in chapter 7, some of the religious leaders are criticizing Jesus because his disciples are eating food without washing their hands. And Jesus uh, challenges them about cleanliness and uncleanliness. And he says that what is outside doesn't make you unclean. It's what's inside, what's within your heart that makes you unclean. And then immediately after that, he has this encounter, uh, starting in verse 24, with this Gentile woman who comes to him and has a, a daughter who's possessed by an unclean spirit. And she asked Jesus to cast the, the demon out of the, 
the girl and he says I can't deal with you a Gentile and she says even the dogs eat the children's crumbs and he says because this reply you may go the demon has left your daughter so immediately after the encounter and the talking about what's clean on the inside is not a result of what's on the outside he then has an encounter with a Gentile woman and Mark adds something here in verse 19 where Jesus says, For it doesn't go into his heart, but into the stomach, and is eliminated. Then there's a parenthetical statement added by Mark. Thus he declared all foods clean. Now Mark added that later on, as he understood the full implications of what that means. And Peter hasn't got that yet. So all of this is to get Peter ready to deal with Cornelius, a Gentile, because this is a tremendous barrier for the gospel. We're working on the geographical barriers, but right now we're dealing with an ethnic, cultural barrier. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.